Carson Hans. That can't be a fucking <laughs> game. We had two of our bets canceled. That was nice. We had Houston plus three and a half. Close six wins. Boom. Let's get it. Welcome to the December 19th edition of the PFF forecast. This is going to be a special episode. Um, we have <laughs> we have a new segment. It's called Take the L. Uh, it's going to be dedicated to me because I've taken more L's today than, than most. Um, we're going to talk about Tom Brady's disgraceful performance, who the MVP of the NFL should be. And then we're going to mercifully, thankfully, move on in the full Christmas spirit to week 16. Let's fucking rock. Right. Um, the only good thing about that game was that it ended at 11.20 p.m. By the way, this is interesting. Well, so Ethan told me to count to 10, and I said, oh, the number of points it would have taken to win that game. <laughs> win the game. Um, Al Michaels must have known. He always knows. He knows. How did he know? I think Al, Al was big on no plus 12 and a half, wasn't he? He I bet you Al turned that game off and went and hit balls at Bel Air. Um, yeah, that's what you were trying to do. After that's what I was trying to do. Okay, uh, we have a new segment, mm -hmm. and it's called "Take the L." We're going to talk about the uh, the biggest like L that we took uh, each week. Um, mine is very easy. I am in a fantasy league. I know everyone cares about this. Uh, first place in the regular season gets the most money. And I have Brady and Godwin. And uh, I took a huge L. A massive L. See, this is what I don't get. So a massive L. In addition, in addition, I might add, my one of my biggest bets uh, of the week was also Bengals, Broncos yeah, over. Same. I had a bet on Atlanta, San Francisco over, which oh my god, three fourth and goal, go, fourth and goals and go Yo, in. What is Arthur? Did Arthur Smith leave the good plays in Tennessee? So here's the thing I don't get. So he went for the fourth downs. I think were obvious. He also kicked a field goal down fourteen in deep in in Niners territory. Um, I look. What part, what what percentage of blame do you put on the new Falcons regime for the players they have? Because I'm sorry, when you're throwing like, well, for one, they don't throw the ball enough to Kyle Pitts. Like, and I know that he's putting up good numbers. Yeah, and in, like, in fairness, the the Niners have had players that could, you know, defend him relatively Pitts well. Pitts had seven targets today. Uh, Most for them, reference, Russell Gage had 11. Did you watch Russell Gage? It was great. I'm saying Russell like, Randall Moss Gage. He also dropped one. On okay. Like, the biggest issue was that um, Matt Ryan thought he was Michael Vick a few times. And on fourth and shorts, Arthur Smith was tossing the ball backwards seven yards and then kicking field goals, kicked a field goal down 14 in the second half. That was really bad. It was almost as bad as the Tampa Bay Bucks tonight and Tom Brady. Well, the, Tom Brady, I, I can't. You, okay. You, not, like, only, not only is he costing me 
multiple thousands of dollars with this. But he also, in my opinion, has torpedoed now his chance no, at the MVP. No, no, no. If you look at the odds, he's still the favorite. And he is? Yes. He was minus 140 after the game. Yeah, but that's going to change. No, no. After the game, like literally they I'm updated his numbers. Gonna, I know, but it's sure, going to but, change. Sure, but he's still going to be, what, at worst, minus 110, and you can buy some Rodgers at four to one or whatever. So do you think it should be Rodgers? No. I think it's – I. One game, like we've been preaching this all year. One game is. I know, I know, like who you would give it to. But like, who do you think is going to win it now? Uh, like, would you make Brady still the favorite? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, I look, know, man. Both of those quarterbacks have had dog shit games against the Saints. The Rodgers one yeah, just Rogers happened. Just happened. Week, week, week won. one. Yeah. I mean, look. So handicap. I the say this as somebody MVP who race. is as your friend rooting along with you. Dodging headsets as they were being thrown. I didn't my throw way. anything. I, I didn't. As they were being thrown my way, that like the Saints are just a bad matchup for the Bucks. They also got hurt, and they're also allowed to have a shitty game every once in a while, aren't they? Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, like I, I don't actually think. I mean, are you con- okay? Let me ask you this then: Are you concerned about the Bucks? No more than I was coming in. But what did I say to you? What did I say to you earlier today when Even you got the here? injuries? No, no. Actually, what you said to me when I got here is what's going to cheer me up on this fucking podcast, which is that you were at a soccer game for your one of your daughters. Basketball. And had, basketball. Sorry, and had a uh, a near fight. No, that's what I've heard. So, so uh, if you look at my Instagram, it is updated. It does say assistant second grade basketball coach. My wife is the head coach. I assist. All right. This this. Uh, <laughs> This segment is off to a roll. No, this, is, this isn't even an L. So at my daughter's game, they're second grade. The hoop's eight feet tall. And there was a referee. There was one referee. I thought he was doing a remark, like a really good job considering. Okay. What does that mean? Like, well, in, in, in youth basketball, you're not allowed to press. So like once the rebound oh. is got and there's like a scrum, you have to be able to like say, hey, no, everybody run down the court. Like it, it, it's kind of, and the girls like don't know, like what's legal or not yet like it's whatever sure so there was like a par- traveling you mean. there was a parent who was berating this this ref this poor referee from the oh, stands no. for like the third quarter on oh, no. and we don't what even were they saying what, what, what we was don't there? even keep sort well like some of it was kind of like racist honestly oh really? and and like he was just yelling and yelling and yelling one time they stopped the game and the ref turned to him and goes it's second grade and kept the game going. <laughs> and it really probably, like, uh, really embarrassed him. So we're all – I turn around to our parents. I'm like, hey, thanks for not being a bunch of assholes. I, and I – and and you. And so – A patriarch. And I'm – like, as you can imagine, like, when it's me, it's like my, my, my job is to know all the girls' names, to clap, to high-five, and to tell Stephanie who to put in, you know, because of the rotations. Mm-hmm. We got, like, eight players or whatever. Yeah, great assistant. So, so we – so game gets over. We're all high five more, giving out donuts. And Steph's like, you got to go look at this. And this short, fat fuck had his, had, was yelling at the referee <laughs> in his face. And no one, and like, like spitting in his face and all this stuff. So I walk over. I have, the, I have whatever we're paying the ref. I hand it to him. I shake his hand. I go, thank you. And I step in between the two and I go, you better back the fuck out and look leave at you. this gym. Look at you. And, and he, and he looked vigilante. at me. He looked at me one second and he was like, and then he, he was like, was your daughter the one who was fighting? I go, I go, it's second grade. You're pathetic. And I was just like, and, and he, like, I just stood in between him and the ref because he was trying to like fight this ref. 
And so that was that was my my Saturday I, I morning. I thought so. This did cheer me up. I thought you got in some argument. No, like you. I, See, was just, I was imagining, I was just trying to keep the peace. I was imagining you at the girls' soccer game, like you on Twitter after a fourth down decision. I should have known no, that. No, 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 admirable. I will. Admirable. I, Look at you. If I, Good for you. If, I, if Stephanie tells you or I tell you, if I ever give the referee crap in one of my kids' games, you have the right to flog me. <laughs> <laughs> However, you like, I honestly like get so like, cause it's like, it's just, well, cause they're second graders, they're in, but even if they're in high school, like this referee's making 10 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour. Like, what are you like, you know, so that, so I stepped in and this person was like ready to fight somebody. And I just like, and he was like five, eight, three fifty, And I'm just like, <laughs> you'll fall over with a heart attack before I let, you know, and, but he was, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> like a choke. He was like, he was like, chop in the hut. Yeah. And he was just, uh, Humpty and he, Dumpty. Like, and, and again, oh, like these man. people get super, super uh, confident, let's say. Um, okay. You know, when there's that was some great. distance. But so, that was good. I do think this about the, the Bucks. They look. What, no, what I said to you when I first walked in was, as a Chiefs fan, I actually want to see Chiefs Bucks because I want to see that rematch. That's my opinion of the Bucks. We made it like ten minutes. Uh, the game. biggest winners, biggest winner this week, the Kansas City. Was Chiefs. that not a fun game to watch? Independent even, of the result, even that the, should have been Sunday night. Yeah. Even if the Chargers won, I would have been. Oh no, no, that was a that was a fun game. I will say this about the the Bucks: not having Antonio Brown hurts them, even with. Godwin and Evans out there, it like clearly hurts them. So like, so like, what's the what's the net though? Is it like, like more cases versus on the like? How do how do we how do we even I, this out? I do think it'll be interesting to see with Brown there, and I don't know if if Evans or Godwin will play next mm -hmm. week, but it'd be interesting to see what they look like. I I'm not pressing the panic button there. What was your biggest L uh, of the weekend? I do think how confident I was about Cincinnati versus Denver. I watched. I only had to watch a couple drives of that game when I was. I, and then it came. It kind of came back. Yeah. You know, like like when when Denver was trying to score, I was looking at Ian Harditz, who's in the watch with us, and I'm like, oh, it's okay, score, and then we just have to like have two answer touchdowns and we're over. But then of course, like Drew Locke does what Drew Locke does, and like, but like Bridgewater, and and hopefully he's okay. We're all thinking about him and stuff like. Uh, with his with his injury but like Bridgewater just can't do it like he can't score points and like to their credit they were in the game still um, because the Cincinnati Bengals like we want to talk about Arthur Smith doesn't give his team the best chance to win right now from a tactical perspective but also I think his play calling lacks a little bit Zach Taylor also is what is holding the Bengals back a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, and it has been and, and, it, and and you know Boyd's good, Higgins is good, Chase is Our good. Chase the offensive good. line I thought looked okay today. Mm -hmm. Burrow's fine. They run the ball to Joe Mixon so damn much, and I just don't get it. And they and their defense played amazingly. Awuzie, Hilton, uh, Eli Apple um, were all wonderful today. Trey Waynes was put in a blender a few times, but like they were great. And now. They're basically the favorites, depending upon what the Browns do. If the Browns win, actually, it's 
you know, they're in the driver's seat right. for the most part. They win tomorrow night, I believe. Um, but if they were to lose, the Bengals would be in the driver's seat and Ravens are coming here next week. So, you know, that that, that to me, like that, the confidence in w- w- with which I had in that game. Now, Green Line this week was up about three and a half units on close. So that like the models did fine. We're going to have, you know, two of our picks. So we went one and one our, on our picks. We had um, Houston plus three and a half. That actually closed six. So we got like no closing line value there. Houston wins that game outright. Then we had obviously this over Washington and Las Vegas. Those bets cancel because the games were not played on the same day, mm-hmm. uh, as well as that second lock of the week because of that teaser. Um, and then all but one of the teaser legs we wrote down one. Um, so it was it wasn't bad, um, but that was one where I'm like, God damn it! Like I, I, wa- I started watching that game, and you you read I read it completely wrong. I, I thought there was going to be more scoring. All right, we're you're gonna, still wondering. How, you're still you still wish you you could just come to a second grade basketball game now just to see me in action. I I do kind of want to see an assistant coach in action. Um, assistant second grade ba- girls basketball coach. I, as someone who like I I used to ref um, at the local rec center and stuff, and I remember refing like you know younger kids games, and I it's tough to like get acclimated because you're like, I can't call every travel, you know? So you're mm-hmm. like, okay, look, I'm talking, you're like, you talk to the coach, like, look, I'm not going to call travels. Like you guys good with that. Yeah. But like, I remember being super nervous because you like, you don't, you want to call the game. Well, you, I don't know, whatever. That's stupid. Um, I will, maybe I'll come watch a game. You should. They'd love to see you. It's out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we, I, 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 I like, Okay, before we get to – actually, we should talk about the – there's Monday and Tuesday games, four of them. Um, before we get there, if you want 25% off any PFF subscription, you can get one with promo code FORECAST, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T. And that means that you can get a wonderful Christmas gift for yourself or anyone else that loves football, that gets you all of PFF's locked article content. Plus, with an elite subscription, you can get all of the betting tools that you need for bowl games and the remainder of the NFL season and playoffs. That includes the best bets tool, the player props tool, and the betting dashboards, plus 0-100 grades for every single player on a weekly basis. Promo code is forecast, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T. Plus, if you would like to just tell us what you like about PFF and what you'd like to see on PFF.com, hit us up, contact at PFF.com. What feature you love the most and what feature you'd like to see? And uh, we'll put in our wish list. So there were some people in the comments to the podcast here, which, by the way, thank you uh, for watching. We have almost 1,000 right now on, on Twitter and are about that many on YouTube. Somebody said, the Tom Brady MVP chances died after Jonathan Taylor did what he did to the Patriots in that last drive. I do I, think Jonathan Taylor is going to get some votes here. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to get some votes. I wrote extensively about that this week. Um, I thought I had a, a couple that were very topical. The kickoff rule, which reared its ugly head around the freaking league again this week, almost cost the Chiefs a game. Um, but also, Jonathan Taylor had almost 300, or I believe, yeah, uh, over 300 yards more than the next best running back on perfectly blocked runs, 10 yards of carry on such plays. Um, second in the NFL on not perfectly blocked runs. I mean, he's amazing. He's really showed out good. the other night. The question becomes the, oh, and look, can I just say this? The yeah. other really impressive thing was that the worst quarterback performance, as bad as Tom Brady was, he was nowhere near as bad. Carson Wentz was so atrocious in that game. He was brutal. He tried to throw four interceptions. Like the Patriots did not have any fear in Carson Wentz. 
None. They were not scared. Yeah. No reason to be scared of Carson Wentz. And Jonathan Taylor is amazing. But the 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 thing I I will say, and again, like Taylor leads our metrics in WAR for sure. Um, he has the most PFF WAR. It's probably, and people can laugh at this or whatever. They always do. It's like a fifth of a win, right? Um, the quarterbacks are always multiple wins. The Brady Brady going into this week was about three quarters of a win better than any other quarterback, I believe, or maybe it was a half a win. But like. The difference between Brady and quarterback two was like the difference between quarterback two and quarterback six. So like Brady had some had a lead here. Um, it's only been relatively recently that Rodgers has played at an MVP level. Like the last four weeks, it's been that True. way. Um, I don't think like Mahomes is is ten to one. I don't think Mahomes deserves the MVP this year. I don't nope. think anybody other than Brady uh, and Rodgers does. And Brady's played better than Rodgers. Let's be honest. Other than tonight. Yeah, by the way, um, you know, I think this By the is way, did I say, did people hear me? I, I said Patrick Mahomes does not deserve the MVP as of now. Congratulations. I, yeah, yeah, people. It's a know, big win for you. Big, the thing, what's interesting the about Rodgers is that, for, you know, the MVP is a narrative award. He is playing. It is. He is playing with a broken toe. Now, I do think that the I'm immunized thing is going to hurt him. But I think he will overcome it by playing with a broken toe and playing well. Barely beating Tyler Huntley is one thing, but he did so while throwing the ball all over the field with a bunch of touchdowns. So, like, that, it's not – I don't know. I really do think Rodgers has pulled really close to, to Brady. Jonathan Taylor is going to get some, some votes. It sucks because – the way football is constructed, the most valuable player is just it can't be a running back into in the NFL. Like you're just lying to yourself if you think the running back is the most valuable player on the field. The Colts are interesting. Their offensive line has been really, really good, and Jonathan Taylor has been awesome. Um, I, I I don't know. I think it opens the door for some interest. I think Micah Parsons could get some votes now. Um, I think it'll be interesting. Okay, um, Monday the. The thing about today's game, somebody somebody wrote this. The Ravens, can we like the Ravens? If you add up their season, probably should be eight and seven, right? At at this point, but they do something like every week that's kind of impressive, right? The Packers, did you see that throw that Rodgers made to to Valdez Scantling on yeah. that like seam ball? I mean, Rodgers was stupid today, really, and really somehow good. the Ravens stayed in that game. Um, kudos to John Harbaugh, who is the coach of the year this year. Um, given how well they've done above the talent they have. Um, but Rodgers was absolutely on point today. You know, playing against air, which is kind of like the Ravens defense at this point with all the injuries. But that was a fun game. I'm glad we got one of those. Harbaugh being coach of the year is interesting. I don't – I mean, he's not going to win it. Um, but I think if you follow that narrative, there are some coaches that deserve – like, I, it's tough because, like, coach of the year, you want to give it to a person who or a coach whose team is, you know, winning games, right? But if you look at just how much better the team is playing relative to expectation, it definitely could look at John Harbaugh and the Ravens. I also think, like, I know this is kind of crazy to say, but Dan Campbell deserves some kind of award. The fact that the Lions have not fallen apart and are legitimately giving teams games, they're 9-5 and five against the spread this year. Jared Goff. Do you know what Dan Campbell's earning, though? Dan Campbell's earning, like, the, the benefit of the doubt for the next two years, isn't he? Because, because like, everybody else who's a new coach 
is kind of like, look at Matt Rule. And Matt Rule's team played hard last year. They covered a lot. They 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 were close. They weren't an embarrassment. And now it's like, I mean, Matt Rule is like 50-50, in my opinion, as to whether or not he's going to make it. Dan Campbell has earned a, if the Lions get some talent on this team, we'll give him some respect in the NFC North next year, right? Like, yeah. isn't it? Like, he's not... We're, he he's earned that. Who here's somebody who I think deserves a little bit of coach of the year consideration, Brian Flores. Yeah, I mean that team was one in seven, some close losses, uh, quarterback injuries, right? Like one in seven with quarterback injuries, right? Like Tua got hurt in week two, kind of pitted around for a while, got back in, beats the Ravens on a Thursday. I mean some really respectable games. Now this week they didn't cover, and they, they, they had, the Jets kind of had them on the ropes. But, like, that's a pretty good I – mean, you talk about two years now, 10-6 and six last year after a 1-3 and three start, 7-7 seven and seven this year after a 1-7 yeah. and seven start. Like, I think Brian Flores deserves uh, a great deal of Real, credit for who he's – what he's doing to show up. Really quickly, here. do you think – it's so hard to talk about Lafleur because I think he's probably the front runner. I haven't looked at the odds. Um but it's so tough because when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers playing so well, you know, how much credit can you give the coach? But I think it's important to think about all the turmoil that the Packers have dealt with. And the simple fact that, yes, Devontae Adams is amazing. They don't have anyone else out there, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that Devontae Adams continues to get wide open and get the opportunities that he has to put up the stats that he has in that offense – you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's like they have two tremendously incredible offensive weapons, and sometimes it looks like a huge struggle for them. Um, I, I do think it has to be Matt LaFleur the, at this um, point. By the way, interestingly, um, the uh, the odds for the Super Bowl, at least these are on DraftKings, which give it, give or take, the Bucks have actually moved up to basically 9-2, to two, plus 458. They're the favorite still. Kansas City is 5-1. to one. Green Bay now 11-2, to two, so plus 550. So... The market's reaction, or well, this this representation of the market's reaction to this week has been to bump Green Bay up, keep Tampa Bay a little bit ahead of Kansas City when they were basically yeah. equal last week, and Kansas City's odds have actually gotten shorter. Chiefs about the same. What's interesting about that is Green Bay now with a, not stranglehold, but a pretty good chance at the one seed. And this is obviously saying, look, we've seen what home field advantage means in today's NFL. We've already seen, you know, the Bucks go into Green Bay and win. I think that's that's interesting because the Packers obviously have the inside shot at the one seat. The the questions that we're getting in the chat are why not like guys like Andy Reid and like the coach of the year award is how well you do above expectation. Yeah, Andy Reid should not and, be and, in the conversation. And the Chiefs are at best gonna be thirteen and four. Their win total this year was twelve and a half. Like, he's not in consideration. The Lafleur one's interesting, right? Because the Packers' win total was 10. Mm -hmm. And they're already there. You know, and and that's, you know, whereas the Ravens one for Harbaugh is interesting because I showed you a couple of tickets I had. I have Ravens under 10 and a half mm -hmm. just because I knew, like, the injuries were just too much for them to overcome. I have also Buffalo, like, so McDermott's not going to be one, right? Like, they're, mm -hmm. he's, they're already under their win total uh, as well. So, or at least push 11. Um, at, at best, um, another one that's I think a good consideration is Frank Reich. Um, that team was one in zero and yeah. three. 
Uh, was it one and four? Will, will you give it to Kyle Shanahan when they're 11 and six? We'll see. Uh, can, really quickly, uh, Monday, there's two games. The Raiders and the Browns play at 5 p.m. The Browns right now are minus three. It looks like Baker Mayfield is claiming that he's got a chance to play here. Um, says he has no symptoms. I think if he tests his negative, claims have been dubious lately. Yeah, Let's I think. Be honest. I think if he tests negative, he could play. Um, the Vikings and the Bears in Chicago. Chicago plus six and a half. Total forty four point five. <laughs> total in Cleveland is forty one and a half. Um, your thoughts on either of those two games? Uh, man, if Baker plays, I'd be inclined to lay it with Cleveland in cleveland part of that is also the fact that we have some raiders over six and a half raiders got to win one more game the rest of the year challenge um but i think the browns from player two to 53 yeah better right. than the raiders uh quarterback is a little dicey though i think baker baker's the worst of these two guys so uh i i might just stay away from that game even though i do think green line has the thing with Green Line in this game is like we like the Raiders at seven or whatever it opened at. Now it's three. Like, so our number is somewhere, you know, our number is probably true, like four and a half. So if you like, if you, well, you, if you got some Raiders early, it's canceled unless your book is somewhat liberal with that. And so Cleveland minus three is probably the only side. Um, the other game, Vikings have been pushed out from three and a half to six and a half. We all know who the Vikings are, man. Like this is yeah. a, I was this, say, this give is, me a little Justin Fields yeah, on I mean, Monday night. Well, yeah, yeah, the problem is, is the Bears have no good players. No, left. they're not. None. It, Allen Robinson. So, on COVID so list. if you, yeah, Allen it's Robinson rough. COVID list, Jalen Johnson COVID list. Um, look, the Vikings don't have good players either, and they literally just cut Rashad Breeland like yesterday mm -hmm. because he mouthed off about not being a starter anymore. Um, yeah, Jason Peters out. Obviously, Clue Max been on. IR. I mean, the Vikings can't get a pass rush anyway. Akeem like, Hicks questionable. Allen Robinson. The, the hard one that I have is interestingly we like under here, um, but I can't. I, the under is an issue here because while both offensive lines are terrible, I think the Vikings is getting better. Mm. Um, but neither team has a pass rush. Like Max out, Danell Hunter's out, Everson Griffin's out. Yeah. Uh, is Akeem Hicks? Akeem Hicks, the last time they played on that Monday night last year, Akeem Hicks dominated the right. game. If he can play, that's a huge win. Yeah, because then the, the Vikings, Vikings can't get Dalvin Cook going or whatever. Pathetic. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things to look at. If you're on PFF.com, you can go look at the um, game page. You can see the lineups and see like where the matchups are, and that's clear. If you are facing the Vikings, you want a great interior rusher, and they can win. Tuesday, uh, the Seahawks and the Rams – play at the same time as the football team and the Eagles. The Seahawks are a seven-point underdog in Los Angeles. That is what it opened at. It has moved around. It is now back to seven. And the football team are six-and-a-half-point underdogs in Philadelphia. Although now that this has moved, it appears that the um, football team are going to have a chance to get some of their players back that were on the COVID-19 list. So it'll be very interesting. Do you like either of these two? I think that there's probably value if Heineke plays yeah. on football team. Like I, I think, and they, they just, so the, the hard part was Washington just activated 
They they had a bunch of COVID players on the D line like Montez Sweat yep. and they activated Jonathan all Allen yep. and they're all they're all back right and that helps because because Philadelphia it, for nothing else like let's take Jalen Hurts out of the equation for a sec Philadelphia is doing a pretty damn good job at the line of scrimmage this year mm-hmm. right like rushing the passer all that kind of stuff um, and moving people in the run game Washington having some of their players back in the D line helps. Uh, this thing opened at four. We liked four when when everything was you yeah, know when certain were about players. Well, not certain, but less uncertain than now. Um, I would still consider Wa- Washington here uh, against the Eagles. Um, I yeah, also be, think I, also I like think, both underdogs to be honest. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is Rams. The Rams have a bunch of players on COVID, and so do the Seahawks. So if if you're Ramsey's looking at, been activated, by the way, all of them, Ramsey has been activated. Ramsey, but like, but was it Miller? I mean, they had a ton of yeah, players. Yeah, Miller, Havenstein. I think Havenstein will be back. Um, yeah, Jordan Fuller still on the COVID list. So, but like 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 we talked about on Wednesday, the all the asymmetry favors the underdogs in these yep. situations because yep. like the because like let's say let's say Russ gets COVID or whatever, right? Uh, it's going to hurt for sure, but we've seen Geno Smith cover the number. If Russ gets COVID and they move it out to like 13 and a half, yeah, you're taking Geno I'm Smith. I'm so excited to yeah, yeah. on Geno Smith. But like if Stafford gets COVID, what's this thing? Like a pick? Yeah. You know, so so again, and the new protocols don't like say what you want about the new protocols. We're, I'm not going to opine on them. Thank God. It's fucking 11.50. Yeah. But, but the new protocols <laughs> don't come into place until after these games are done, right? So, so if, if, if Stafford were to catch COVID, he's out. And, like, then you're hanging on to a Seattle plus seven tick. You're pretty happy, right? So, again, think about the asymmetry here uh, in, those, in those two bets. All right. We are going to get to week 16. We're going to guess the lines. Before we do, it is the season. And DraftKings is here to make your life a little bit better. While you're putting up with family, the official sports betting partner of the NFL is giving you a Christmas present that you will want to keep for yourself. New customers use promo code PFF. You bet just $5 on any of the four NFL teams playing on Christmas and you can get $150 in free bets if they are victorious. So uh, we'll talk about the Christmas games here in a second. Pick your favorite. George trying to make fun of me on Twitter here, by the way. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook and uh, use promo code PFF. And you will have an opportunity to have an extra little bit of cash in your pocket on Christmas. Again, if you are in a state that hates having fun and they don't like betting, you can still play DraftKings Daily Fantasy for huge cash prizes. And all new customers get a free shot at a million dollars in total prizes with their free deposits. So download the Sportsbook, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $5 on any team to win on Christmas. And if they win, you get $150 in free bets. That's promo code PFF, Christmas Day, DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers are eligible. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here's a question, speaking of. So we're, we're here to help our, our fellow bettors. Let's, mm-hmm. take, let's take two minutes. If you're in a situation like you were tonight, you said you pre- you just let it ride, right? You just let it ride. We're not talking about this again. I can't do this. I've I've already I've left it out of my mind. You're gonna bring it back up. This is unfair. This has been a painful fucking day. Okay, okay bring it back to me. I then. do not want to come back. Bring it to back this. to me then. Okay, so so let's say we have, for lack of a better, 
$100 to win two and a half grand on Michigan in the Big Ten title game. You're talking about hedging, and I don't want to fucking talk about this right now. Okay. I really don't. Okay. All right. All right. Fuck. If you want to hedge, you can fucking hedge. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I actually think it's an interesting discussion. Yeah. If you like hedging, then go hedge. Okay. If you think Tom Brady is going to have four freaking points in a freaking Sunday night game, go hedge. Thursday night football, the 49ers are playing the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. What did you make this spread? I can't believe you tried to bring that up again. It's unbelievable. I was trying to be educational. <laughs> trying to help. <laughs> trying to, I, I was honestly, I thought I was being a good friend this entire time. And all I got was things thrown at me. No and... one threw anything at you. I applauded you for your uh, valiance. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I take. I think Tennessee, the the Fighting Titans, are plus two and a half at home against the against the Jimmy G's. You don't have any faith in the Fighting Jimmy G's. I think this is going to be three. Okay, let's look at uh, the market. Uh, loves the Niners. The market does love the Niners, which eventually will come back around. Ah, uh, we're like both right. It's three minus one twenty five, so it'll be two and a half. Uh, no. It'll be minus, oh, minus three, three and, and a half. half. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow, I am more right. Wow. Yeah, you are more right than me. People do. Well, the thing is, Julio did get injured. This is mm -hmm. kind of uh, a guess that I, a guesstimation is, is, I know you love, you love, you would be the type of person to love that term. My guesstimation of this. Absolutely. Ha happened before. Uh, <laughs> um, before you knew that Hules was out? Yeah, before Jules went out. That, that Titans team is awful. Yeah, and the thing like, with Big the Niners. Ben, Big Ben was like. Like a water buffalo laying on the ground half that game. They still somehow lost. That was an ugly game. The um, the Niners also, their weak point on defense is the defensive backs and the corners. And so if you can't take advantage of that, you're going to be in trouble. Total on the game, 45. I feel like that's a little too high. But the Niners are good at offense. Um, yeah, That's an interesting one, though. Under is being bad. I mean, this thing's probably going to close lower than 45. So yeah. if you like 45 under, take it, because um, I think probably going to end up lower. You're you're going to – I can't wait to talk about Kyle Shanahan and what he's done with Jimmy G when we get to the end of the season. But I'm not going to jinx it yet. What gonna, I'm going to be in the playoffs just betting my Niners as underdogs. Interesting. I, there was a can't discussion wait. on Twitter today that I did not get involved in. But I, that's but a people, first. Stop. People um, – <laughs> People were saying that Jimmy G has played has or has run this offense extremely well, and I think it was our own Kevin Cole said the Shanahan's need Jimmy G ba is bad narrative to prop their guy up when the offense doesn't play well. Now the offense is playing well now, so like everything's good. Mm. But in the times when the Niners can't seem to buy a bucket, they need to be able to blame it on Jimmy and every and. He, his argument was that Jimmy G's actually not that bad. I, I'm interested. I'm interested in how this finishes. I I don't really have a strong opinion on in, Jimmy. In G. other words, that we shouldn't feel like Kashinhan is making uh, something incredible out of trash. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very fair, especially because the offensive line is very good. George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel are very very good weapons as well. Juwan Jennings is actually a good ball player. Yeah, uh, I agree. All right, Saturday. Hopefully we get both these games. This is Christmas Day. Browns at Packers. I said Cleveland plus six and a half. Okay. I have plus five and a half. And uh, I don't see it on. We don't uh, see it because, because they don't. They play. They play soon. So um, they play tomorrow. 
Let's so. see if I can find it somewhere. Let's check out Jeff Sherman. Your guy, Sherm. My guy. Um, seven and a half. So the market's finally liking the Packers. This is the first time for like the Packers are now. So last week, even right on in Sunday Night Football, Packers went from 12 and a half to 11. Mm-hmm. People bet the Bears today. It was totally opposite. Part of that, it's Hunley. Yep. But that number got all the way out to nine. They don't cover that number. They don't even cover the teaser. Yep. Um, and but now the Packers favorite here. I don't know. I think I think um, seven and a half. Seven and a half is a lot. Seven and a half. I will bet the Browns. Yeah. Um, we go. Uh, the Indy. Browns, as you said, are a good team. Yeah. <laughs> they just have not very good quarterback. Uh, Colts Cardinals. I am very interested to see. Ooh, I'm wrong. What this is. I made it um, Cardinals minus two and a half. I made it Colts minus two and a half, and it is Cardinals minus one. Okay. But it's trending. It's like Cardinals are minus one twenty on the money line in Pinnacle. Colts are plus one hundred seven. Colts are the bet here. Sorry, Colts are Colts are not the kind of deep like Eberflus was wonderful last night. You're just gonna you're just gonna sell. You're gonna sell the Cardinals at the bottom. You're out. I'm not selling them at the bottom. This is this. Oh is, oh yes, it is the bottom. Lose. I'm sorry. Losing to Detroit, getting destroyed by Detroit. That is the bottom. Okay, but okay, I, so I our power rankings too. make zone. I guess our power rankings coming into the week made the Colts two point four points better than the average team on a neutral. Mm-hmm. That probably goes up to like three with a dub over New England. Arizona four point two points better than the average team on a neutral. That probably goes down to three and a half with the loss to the Detroit Lions. So you have a half point difference between the two teams. You have injuries to DeAndre Hopkins, right? Um, I think you have home field advantage, which isn't much. Okay. I mean, I, I could did be. Did you watch Carson Wentz play? Did you watch the Arizona Cardinals play? Yeah. Like, I think. Uh, Wentz, it's a week to week league. Yeah. That, Can't overreact too much to one game. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to look at these power numbers and, like, make a claim. Like, the what's true is that the Cardinals are without their best player. And. And their defense is And the Colts have a terrible quarterback. And the but and the Cardinals defense is like relatively relatively small. That they've been great this year for the most part, but a team that can like out physical them. And like Wentz has had how many bad games has Wentz had this year? A handful. What do you know about toughness? The Sunday 1 p.m. slate. Look, analytics- I know analytics has never blocked anybody. Never, never felt the, the, the touch <laughs> of a woman. Never felt the touch of a woman. Uh, you, but I, all very true points. Analytics. Analytics. No toughness. Sunday 1 p.m. slate. To be fair, Troy Aikman never blocked anybody either. Let's be quite honest. It's very true. Giants Eagles in Philadelphia. I had the Eagles favored by eight points. I said six and a half. So I don't Eagles know if don't Daniel tonight, Jones is going to be back. That would be, I think, the question. And I don't know if this is up anywhere for that reason. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, Mike Lennon's a, a oh, next wow. level horrible. Philly minus ten and a half. Yeah, see, but you can't. A, you can't take it with the with the Giants. Can't. Couldn't today. Can't anywhere. Can't. 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 Can't lay it with Philly and that that big of a number. No way, Jose. I'm with you as well. 
Uh, since the picture, by the way, of all of the Giants players on that pontoon in the <laughs> middle of uh, what was the it playoffs? Uh, yeah. Was it Cancun? Yeah. The well, Giants. No, it's off the coast of Florida, I think. The Giants have lost ten or more games every season since that picture, including the playoff game they lost to the Packers the following week. I'm shocked. Uh, I thought Joe Judge was the answer there. Uh, if they Rams. keep if they keep Joe Judge and let him pick the general manager, the Jets are going to own that city, and the Jets are. The Jets are so that was not what I was expecting. The Jets are so far. Your ability to bring that back to the Jets is amazing. But like, there's a the, better chance is, of the Knicks. No, the no, the, the Jets Knicks are have a better shot at making the playoffs. Uh, either or they the will Ar- make playoffs. Either the one Army Navy game every every five years is going to own the football in that town, or the Jets. And the Jets are as far away as it can get right now. The, but having, we are moving allowing on. Joe that Judge the, that you, allowing Joe that's Judge the quota to pick his general manager would be an utter and complete catastrophe. Yeah, that'd be really bad. Rams Vikings in Minnesota. Would you have this at Rams minus two and a half? I had Rams minus three. Sherman season season. Uh, what did our boy Jeff Sherman have? See, this is me. By Rams the way, minus three. Yeah. See, everybody who thinks I'm too low on the Vikings, I was. The you one. were higher on the Vikings here. Thank you. Congrats. Vikings are the best six and seven team in all of football. That is really impressive for them. Um, both these teams obviously play over the course of the next two days, so not much to say there. Bills Patriots. The fact that this did not get flexed into Sunday night. The fact that we have Washington in Dallas as opposed to. Uh, Ravens at Bengals, um, Bills at Patriots is a real shame. Bills are at the Patriots, and this is a 1 p.m. game. This has to get moved to four. No, no, no they moved a ton of games to four already. Ah, uh, because the Steelers Chiefs, I guess. Yeah, uh, an I, old school AFC battle, an eight AFC battle. I, I know that like Steelers do well ratings wise, and it's Mahomes and the Chiefs. They should move Bills Patriots to 4 p.m. Um, I have the Patriots favored by two and a half points in this Same. Game. It is one and a half. Does this mean we have to bet New England? Because I actually No, look, anything less than three, I think it's the same as the, the previous um Bills Patriots game. I look, I I think if the Patriots win against the Colts, right, this is three, three and a half, and you bet the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think that you should rely on what we watched in a snowstorm with all that wind and be like, oh yeah, the Patriots own the Bills. That would not be my takeaway here. Um, massive game for the Bills. If it if it gets out to, you know, if it got out to three, I would bet the Bills. I, I'd bet whichever team is uh, an underdog by three. <laughs> That's my take on it. At two and a half, you said it's one and a half? Yeah. I kind of do like the movement towards Buffalo. I think Buffalo I, is better. Than I think New Buffalo is a nice teaser. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I'll say. Mm-hmm. All right, should we move on? I think I think Buffalo Indy teaser. If Indy gets out to, is it one and a half? I see one and a half in some places. Ooh, well, like, I mean, then you have to do it. That could be kind of nice. Colts, yeah. The game, the total on the Colts Cardinals game is fifty. I, it's getting bet down. I'd take that until it's like 49. Yeah, I'm with you. Buccaneers, Panthers in Carolina. Uh, do we have to? Um, Bucks. What'd you have this at? I had Tampa laying 13 and a half. The, 
The Panthers, did you see the number in that game? I had I had from like early week, I had Buffalo minus nine and a half. I just went heavy on it. It closed at 14 and a half. And and some of that was because of the kicker stuff, but some of that's just the, the fact like, folks, Cam's got to go. Can, like, can we all have an intervention and like let, give Cam like a retirement party? Like, it's just, it's sad watching him perform whatever that's called now. Exactly. Like, it's, it's hard to watch him play quarterback because he was so good when he was younger and now he's terrible. The throwing of the football is a tough thing. I to mean, watch like, when you did. watch him throw the football, it is like watching, like, we're all going home for Christmas or something or, you know, some holiday right now. It's like watching your uncle at 70 years old try to walk across the room. Like, wow. Watching Cam throw the ball is painful to watch. It is painful. Um, I have the Panthers getting ten and a half points. What is, it's Sherman? Because uh, I, I think it's fourteen. <laughs> I, I told I. I wow. So the uh, Bucks are going to lose that game nine nothing and and. Uh, yeah. I mean this. <laughs> is, can the Bucks? Can the I? I bet I bet Panthers team total under fourteen. By the congratulations me, but like I I bet Panthers team total under fourteen. That team can't move the ball, and yeah. they fired the one asset they have, that's which is true. Joe Brady. Like they're they're a joke. I, I yeah, that's true. I'm staying away. Jags Jets. Oh, I like this one actually. I of have course you do. Jets minus two and a half. I have the Jets minus two and a half as well. Me and uh, our colleague and, and one of our good friends, Austin Gale, uh, was prancing around in the office yesterday or just today, talking about how Urban Meyer is gone. Daryl Bevel, Trevor Lawrence. I do like, by the way, all of the articles this week that were written about, and by people we like, by the way, and people who are smart. All the articles written about Justin Herbert, which were all mostly true, by the way. Herbert's been fantastic. And then the ones burying Zach Wilson. Basically, like the Benjamin Solak article was basically like, Zach Wilson's got no fucking chance. <laughs> it's basically what it said. And, and granted, everything that Ben said was it's true. Dead on. Everything he said yeah. had happened. So I'm not, I'm not getting after him. I'm just saying like, because he was like, you know, with some of these quarterbacks, you know, there's redeemable qualities. And, what, and like, I watched uh, 13 games of Zach Wilson, and there's not a fucking good thing out there. It, about it is really hard to find a good thing about Zach Wilson. Uh, I thought he played great for a couple quarters today. Of course you did. But here's the thing. Every all of these same people who again we love, all these same people make excuses after excuses after excuses after excuses for Trevor Lawrence. And I'll buy him. But Urban Meyer had here's the here's the beauty about Urban Meyer not giving a fuck about the Jaguars, is he had no influence over the Jaguars for months. So when when they take Herb off the fucking team and then the line goes from three and a half. To six. Yeah, that was absurd. That was stupid. It was dumb. And any like that was I'm absurd. walking around the office and I know Austin's like one of my best friends. I'm walking around the office being like, people laid the points with the Jags today. A lot of people laid the po- people who moved the market laid points with the Jags. And I'm thinking to myself, Daryl Bevel was hired by this goon that just got fired. I, that that was the amazing thing. <laughs> I, like, I, I didn't get that at all, man. That was so weird. I mean, we talked about it on Wednesday. Like, what, so so what lay the points happen? with the Jets against the Jags because the Jags still suck. And at least I'll give I'll give Robert Salah this gives a fuck. I will not lay the points with the Jets morally. I'm just not going to do that. Minus two. It's two. I make it two and a half. Good for you. <laughs> you you can go solo on that pontoon on the Jets. Okay. 
Did you watch it all? Any of that game? The Jets versus Dolphins. Yeah. Wilson looked okay. Oh, my I wouldn't God. say you look great. No, you look. You don't look great. You're it. You're like the the mother. No, of everybody else wants to. Everybody else wants this to. This is this is what you're doing with Zach Wilson. Let me tell you what you're doing. With Zach okay. Wilson. Okay. There's a kid. Tell me. There's a there's somebody's got to step in and help you the ref. Me, and can you let me speak? Somebody's got to step in and will help Zach. Let me let me get a word in edgewise if you don't mind. You're like that um, that really wishful, hopeful mother who has a son that just isn't doing very well. Has some has some real demons. Yeah, it's not working out for him. Maybe some substance abuse issues, but like there are often glimpses of him being a real sweetheart around the house. And so the mother keeps telling herself, "No, it's, Johnny's going to turn it around. It's really not that bad. I I know the real Johnny. He's a really good kid at heart. He just needs to grow out of it." No turn. Uh, so, Thirty-five living at home. So I'm like, I. I <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Lions. Uh, Zach Falcons. Wilson, 50, 58 graded today. Worse than Tom Brady somehow. Uh, no turnover worthy plays today though. T- Zach Wilson's going to be living in your home at age at age. No, I have no look. I'm really and again we bagging, bet. bagging we groceries bet. at Kroger. We actually bet, and so if we have bad opinions, we either change them or we go broke. But here's the deal. I would I would like and I don't know how, Trevor Lawrence got a 61 grade today in the in the rain uh like I would like the and Mac Jones 61 grade the other day and throwing some of the more horrendous passes I've seen in a long time I would like the same sort of like hey it's all part of the journey type things about him that I would like about Lawrence and you know, fields and the guys that don't, they're also not playing well. Now, Wilson's the worst, performing the worst of them so far, for sure. But, like, he also is not getting any sort of benefit of the doubt. Yeah, well, here, here's the difference, though. Trevor Lawrence is playing in a environment that is a complete disaster. And so is Justin Fields. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I missed the meeting you, when the Jets were a functional franchise. You just told me Robert Salah gives a fuck. Yeah, that so like the Jaguars coaching staff was a tyrannical moron and a bunch of losers, in case you hadn't heard. <laughs> no, okay? Bell has a fucking Super Bowl ring. <laughs> yeah. No. Come on. Okay. The owner only fired the coach after it came out that he kicked a kicker, LOL, uh, like 10 weeks ago. Okay. Matt Nagy, speaking of teams underperforming the bears are four and, and nine i think against matt the spread. nagy's still above 500 as a career and matt nagy hasn't been very spectacular but i'm just saying like you're bringing this up you're Me- meanwhile the jets have robert salah who you just said gives a fuck and brought the kyle shanahan offense over there you know there's yeah, a lot of I mean, reason the jets to believe are improving i think the jets i think the jets are on their way to being a functional franchise whereas the jags and the bears need to need to stop going in the wrong direction and turn around like at least the jets have turned around but i don't i still don't think they're a beacon of nfl success your your hopefulness for zach it's hopefulness it is really impressive really i did bet the jets today by the way the moratorium yeah we know that we know that johnny has uh been buying meth recently but you should see him at home with his nephews he's such a sweet kid Mean. He's that's, gonna turn it around too early, too, early, too well, soon. Let's go to if we just go to church consistently on Sundays with Johnny. I think he'll turn it around. You bring in Zach Wilson. To you you spitting Sunday on the transformative service. power of church. Sunday also, service. just 
You're all, I can't I, believe I'm, the wishful I'm, thinking. I'm giving you a little bit of rope here because I know you're still pissed. Let's not talk you're about putting it. Putting on a brave face. We can't talk about it. I need just Antonio, like I am with Johnny. You're I, putting on a brave it, face. I need Antonio Gibson to have like forty points. <laughs> look, and he's, hey, look, Antonio. He, I know he's been bad this year. I know he's not. He's gonna get. But like, he'll get like five touchdowns. Ten carries. Just like Johnny over here let is gonna you, get tell a, you, five jobs this week. <laughs> let me like, tell you, Antonio Gibson sat on. I'll tell it to you right now. Thirteen rushes. Thirty-nine yards. I was gonna go forty-one <laughs> yards. A fumble. <laughs> lost. Two <okay>. drops. <laughs> Three catches, seven yards. You're welcome. Uh, Me. Sorry. Pit of misery. Lions foul. Are you going to hedge? I'm not going to hedge, but I might hedge. <laughs> Lions Falcons in Atlanta. What do you what Falcons do you minus six and a half. Falcons, please. Come on. I made the. <laughs> this tells you what I think about the Falcons right now. I, I made the Falcons three and a half point. Favorite. It's four and a half. Yeah. Um, I think this is the game, though, where Danny. You do? Danny, Danny's good at covering the big numbers. Not yeah, I mean, so coming, much the short numbers. Coming off a win, the Falcons' offense is one of the toughest things and to watch in was, the NFL. You know who was bullying people today? Former Miami Dolphins edge defender Charles Harris. Yeah, first round pick. He was. He looked like Charles Haley grad. He looked Dude, like he Charles Haley. So, like, yeah, because because my issue is Matt Ryan when he gets in that pocket and he has to move around. The motherfucker, he, he's got to stop. The ball's got to get out of your hands, Matt, because otherwise, I, it's like watch, it, it's, it, again, it's like watching him, it's like watching Cam, kind of. Where you know, you've got, the guy's just done, and you're like, just throw the slant to Kyle Pitts. It's sake. really interesting that Matt Ryan, because Matt Ryan appears to have been a guy that's been very serious about his career and, like, takes care yeah. of himself and all this stuff, right? And so, like, it makes sense to see Big Ben, like, just disintegrate, right? It's like never, you know, fitness, not really his thing. But Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady also both, you know, taking care of themselves and, like, trying to have longevity in their career and have. And Matt Ryan, it does not look great. Of course. Rod Rodgers? Rodgers was, like, earthing. He was, like, walking barefoot on grass. That was, like, his, like, regime. I mean, <laughs> more than some people do. I mean... <laughs> Come on. I'm like, He's doing I'm not... yoga. He's doing yoga with a shaman. <laughs> Naked. You putting Rodgers. Rodgers is just a really fucking good quarterback. He's not a specimen. Come on. Brady's a specimen for sure. No, no, no. Brady's also, what, four years older than Rodgers yeah. too? But like Matt Ryan is cooked. And I, and it's like, it's hard it's to watch. hard to watch. Just yeah. two more wins, Matt. That's all I need. Two. Chargers Texans in Houston. I have the Texans getting 10 and a half points at home. What about you? Uh, the, the, the plucky and spry Houston Texans. I got nine and a half. Yeah, you're wrong. It's ten and a half. Davis Mills. Do you, get, do you give Davis Mills the whole 2022 season? Let's say Houston gets the third pick. Uh, no good quarterbacks. Top five. The draft. This is a really interesting question. Because yeah. um, I actually thought Davis Mills looked good today. Against well, the Jags. Okay, so, here's you know, an interesting wrong, but Here's an interesting question. Didn't grade well. Um, if you think Jimmy G is actually pretty decent, why wouldn't you go get Jimmy G? Well, okay. So the Texans questions are hard because there's what I think of the Texans and there's what the Texans actually think of the Texans, which is, I don't know, like every single player in that. You're also going to trade Deshaun Watson. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, probably. 
Who knows though? Yeah, I don't, like I don't this know. thing's freaking bad. I I would say this: you cannot go 2022 with like only Davis Mills. You got either draft you could you know David trade. Mills. By the way, is what Phil Sims said. He when when asked about his name, he said, "I don't know, I don't care." But like, furthermore, the, we'll have to have someone from the analytics team answer for that. <laughs> that's um, certainly who made the error. The the uh, I, I, that's a lot of talk for the Texans, but no, but the Texans are an interesting story, right? Because like their last season was not interesting at all because they didn't have any draft picks and. At, at some point, it got to where they're not trading the quarterback anymore. So it was going to be like, you got to sign a bunch of crappy veterans. You got to play the season out. And, like, they're yeah. not good, but they've at least played hard for their coach. And now – Davis Mills should not be the unassailable yeah. – like, unquestioned starter going into the season. Good question. Um, good answer, probably. Ravens-Bengals in Cincinnati, right down the street. We don't know if Lamar is – Oh, but we still get a line, and I'm right. Two and a half. Oh, I said Bengals. three. Um, I said three in large part because I actually think – I do think Lamar will play, but I think he'll be pushing himself to come back yeah. a little bit. And, you know, that's a big deal, right? So you think about some players playing with certain injuries and their ability to do so. Lamar Jackson playing with some sort of lower body injury – is a big freaking deal. Tyler Huntley played really well. Um, so I don't know if the Ravens like want, you know, I don't know. They, they're they out of the playoffs right now. 50% chance to to make it. Huntley, Huntley, by the way, was only given a one-year deal because he was, so last year it was Lamar, Robert Griffin III, him, and Sor- McSorley. Huntley had to play in the playoff game because RG3, I think, had COVID. Yep. Played okay. And now, like, he's been nothing but impressive while in there. And, in fact, this week, I thought – I actually thought um, he acquitted himself extremely well. He's going to get a, a – he's going to get paid by somebody as a backup. Yeah, the problem for him is that he's going to go to a team that will not have John Harbaugh as the coach. And the interesting thing about what the Ravens have done that's so smart is that they found a player. They have Lamar Jackson, who's, like, a singular player, right? He's – you don't find people like Lamar Jackson. But they found a backup – that is poor man's Lamar Jackson. And that's really good, right? Like they don't have Mm -hmm. to change their offense a ton for him to come in and be successful. And that's huge because it allows the rest of the team and the rest of the offense to not have to learn a bunch of new stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And um, Huntley is actually a pretty accurate guy. If you go get yourself a PFF subscription, you can see his college. I mean, I wrote the article that he was better than a lot of the other quarterbacks who were taken in the 2020 draft, uh, even though he was undrafted. He was very good for the Utes. By Uh, the way, you know who was not good today? Was Joe Burrow. Burrow struggled. Because here's the thing. Vic Fangio had him in a a blender. Here's the thing I, I... So, obviously this is big. If the Browns lose to the Raiders, this is the AFC North title game, basically. For all intents and purposes. I think you have to go with the Ravens here. If you can get plus three even, I think the Ravens are the play, aren't they? The mm. Ravens offense. The Ravens have no corners. But, and but the, the Bengals have the receivers. Yeah, let yeah me, true, let me true, actually, true, true. Let me say this. Patrick Sertan today shut down. Yeah. A very good Bengals wide receiver core. Jamar Chase, I think, went one for three against him. Um, Boyd had a big play. Higgins had a play or two. But, yeah, for the most part. And, 
you know, obviously everyone's talking about Michael Parsons. Like the fact that Patrick Sertan has been good as a corner rookie corner <laughs> is impressive. You've seen like AJ Terrell got lit up. Now is amazing um, for for the Falcons. I don't know at two and a half. Well, that was the reason they the 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 Bengals beat the Ravens in Baltimore was a couple of reasons, right? The first one was Ravens had a hard time covering. The other one was the Ravens went for some high leverage fourth downs in their own territory, did not make them a couple yeah. times, and the game blew up. That game was closer than the the final score was. Yeah, uh, and and the I, and the Ravens, by the way, did that today against the Packers. They went for it on their own end. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually very smart. When they didn't make it, the Packers had to force were forced to try a field goal quickly, which gave the Ravens the chance to get two Yo, scores. By the way, people lost their minds again about Sean Harbaugh. The only error that he made was not going for two on the touchdown before the last touchdown. Yeah, uh, but which was a blunder. I mean, that, that you know, he, but he's allowed to have them because he's had so many smart decisions in the past. Um, I'll be interested to see why, um, but it happens. Yeah, it was interesting because it's like such a when you're down eight, like going for two. They were doing that stuff. They lost to Cleveland in week four of 2019, the year they went 14 and two. And they did it back. They did it in 2019. They were way ahead of the curve. Interesting to see them not do it here. Um, What I was thinking about this. Is there anything that's like what's a worse like the argument about analytics and going for two and going for fourth downs is such an annoying thing because it's just people who don't understand it, don't want to learn it. And then people that are bad at explaining it and they're both arguing at one another and yelling at one another on Twitter. What's the, what's a like worse argument? Well, no, I, I, I Is, would, I would say the issue becomes, and like, we've had a couple discussions. There was a gentleman, uh, you know, who's pretty popular as his own, like he's a coach and all this stuff. And he, he said, you know, one of the things like he said, well, if you're the chargers and you're Oh, for three now on fourth downs, do you ever think about whether or not you're like fundamentally bad at making fourth downs? And I think this is why analytics will always win. And analytics are winning. I'm writing this article this week. The number of teams who go for fourth down, the right fourth downs more than 50% of the time is 18 teams this year. In 2017, it was four teams. So like, and I, I have a few criterion for what this is, but the, the numbers are winning, right? The, the game is evolving it's away. From, really stunning. From this bullshit. Case, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, the other thing is, is most of the time, the non-analytics argument, the argument against doing evidence-based football, it, it has to be littered with lies and misinformation. Like calling the Chargers 0 for 3 on fourth down Thursday night is just lying. I'm only asking a question is what they'll say. I'm only asking a question and it's like, no, you're not. You're, 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 the, the set of facts that you're throwing out there are wrong. Chargers were 2 for 5 on fourth down on Thursday. And so their deviation from norm was what, 10% if you assume 50-50? So, like, to me, I think almost every single, and I, I'm not even saying anti-analytics argument, it's just anti-evidence-based arguments in most arenas come about and, and are asked either from positions of just simply not understanding the terms or, and I think more nefariously, come out of misinformation or lies, which is to frame the problem as something that is, you know, these models can't account for team strengths, which every yeah. single fucking win probability model accounts for team strengths. Every goddamn one of them. So, yeah. like, hold, that to, hold to me... Hold on for a second, though. Hold on. Because you get really worked up about this. And it's the problems on both sides. It's The explanations are poor. They are. All of the, uh, most of the things I see on Twitter are... Twitter is not a good place to explain or teach people things. I'm sorry. 
I know you're a math math professor. I get it. It's not you're not teaching people shit on Twitter. Like it ain't happening. I'm sorry. And the explanations are not particularly so, good. So you took the, the down by 14. Kevin literally made a, a flow diagram that, in my opinion, if you can't follow that flow diagram. Eric, you have a PhD in math. I don't think you need a PhD in math to understand a flow Eric, diagram. Eric. I, I, and again, I will try. Like, but I, I would say, I would say, here's the you thing. You talk to people in the real world, like I, expecting them to understand some of the things that they expect them to understand. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. And, but, and B, the problem is, and I, I'm not, it's really important. There is a way, there's a, and I'm guilty of it too. There's a lot of arrogance that goes on from people on the analytics side of things because they've been beaten down and battered by the football norm for so long. They're also right. Like that's, a, that's I'm not that saying cultivates they're not. some of the arrogance, right? Uh, you, just because you're right, you get to be ar an arrogant dick? Well, I don't think I don't think I think the perceived arrogance is is I think I think being having the correct answer and continuing to sort of to project it out is viewed as arrogant by some people. I don't think that like I don't think for example that I don't think, for example, that like uh, me and like me and like let's say Ben joking about some of the some of the arguments that are made in favor of X, Y, or Z is like for one, it's just us joking around, and two, like I don't think it's arrogant for him to like retweet his bot. But I do feel like some people are like, oh, you're you just you just have this tool you can always go to, and whereas I have my feelings, and everybody's always going to view your tool as more authoritative than my feelings, which like I think that that difference is viewed as arrogant on on behalf of the person with the tool like are there some people who are a dick yes am i a dick sometimes yes but like i also think that there is a i i, I think both sizing it is a little is a is let, let's just put it this way who who spent who who wrote an article on our website explaining the go for two down nine we did who was on a cbs telecast saying I, I want the analytics people to answer for themselves and then and then proceeded in his next sentence to say, I don't know, I don't care. To me, you can't have those bo both sides of those that argument and say, oh, they're just that's just two sides that misunderstand each other. No, because literally Ben wrote a Twitter bot for every single fourth down decision that he doesn't get to put his thumb on a scale. He doesn't get to do it. His numbers are out there for every fourth down to see. We write articles on our site. I, I wrote the article that had, here's what the numbers were. Here's what the common sense is. Here's what John Harbaugh says, which is exactly what the common sense says. Publish that. And the other side's like, the other side like creates lies around the, the game situation or lies around what these models have or don't have in them and, and all that kind of stuff. The two sides aren't different. Or sorry, the two sides aren't the same. The two sides are different. In, in, in how they in how they engage in this topic like it, it's not it's not close and could we be better yes but we but we are engaging in the in I would I would say for the majority of the time the pro evidence-based football crowd is engaging in the conversation with the anti-evidence football crowd in good faith and the other and this side some of them are certainly and but I think for the most part if you are in the sort of anti-evidence-based football crowd and you engaged in good faith with us and you saw how flexible we can be and how, you know, sort of like 
open we can be about the limitations of our models, you're already on our side. Yeah. I, we need to move on, but I will say this. It harkens, obviously, to the conversations around the vaccine. There, it's a very, very similar argument. I will say one, there's one big difference, which is I think that it's much easier to explain the evidence around vaccinations than it is fourth downs. Expecting people to understand math that cannot, it's not easily explained on Twitter. It's, it's going to be an uphill battle. And so it doesn't surprise me, I guess, that this stuff is still going on just because of the simple fact that like math is just not intuitive for people. And it, it rubs people the wrong way, obviously, when like, you know, I, I do it all in, the time. Somebody in the chat saying, stop talking about an the analytics. Like, I'm sorry, but you're not, this is our podcast. Like, this is what we're talking about in this company and on our show. So like kindly leave if that's you, I guess. But I mean, like, it should be an interesting topic for people because this is going, this is coming up so much more frequently in the NFL and understanding it and being able to take advantage but of it. I, I, this is, is the last thing I'll say of this entire topic. And I know you're annoyed or whatever. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not actually, but here's the you thing. You think I'm annoyed right now? Here, here's, here's my point about this entire thing. You gotta be better than that. Every single, every single topic we research in this company and every single topic that the people who don't work for this company, who I work with or I respect, who work for teams, every single premise is built by questions created by who? The, the people that watch and follow football. Like, I'm not, like, we're not in a lab being like, oh, I wonder what this Brown thing is doing when it's being faked to the running back. No, like, we are, like, the perfectly blocked runs thing came from a discussion that I had with a team. And we were literally discussing team building, and we had an argument with each other, and we went to, when to look at the data that's where that's where it happened like this idea that like we are trying to steal football from the football people or or we're trying to supersede football <laughs> or whatever one. couldn't be further from the truth like we, we literally the, the, our our questions are built off of football like so again and like and you can dismiss the findings of analytics all you want but the game is going to pass you by and if, if you and look and you can go at it as slowly as you want to. You can go at it whatever. My my issue is just, and I and I don't mind d debate, but to do it in good faith. Like don't don't pretend like the Chargers were zero for three on th on fourth down Thursday night yeah. to make a point. Like no, that, that's that, bullshit. I you know that the, the, it's a good point. The good faith thing is my only point is that the good faith thing definitely lacks on both sides at times. So where provide that. that like, that happens all the time. I do it myself. You quote tweet someone, you're like, look at this idiot, you know? The good faith stuff definitely lacks on both sides. And that's one of the reasons. I don't reasons think I've ever called me an idiot on Twitter who wasn't one. <laughs> just how many just games clip do we that have and replay it. That's all you need to know. We need to go to an ad read. If you want a chance to win the ultimate game day feast, <laughs> I don't think I can. I, I, We've just said that. That's exactly the point. Um, it's not. It's not your point, though. I I don't call people. I I attack whether ideas. the person is an idiot or not. I attack ideas. I don't whether attack whether the person made a stupid comment or not. When when we call it out, it does not have a beneficial look for other people who are on the fence looking to be convinced.
right? I, I I will say, but but, and that's also one of the reasons why you'll never see at least you'll never see the two of us go after somebody in the analytics community for the same reason. Like I I I sort of go out of my way to to make sure that I'm positive with folks who are even even if it's somebody who like if I don't think their approach is very good or whatever. Like I say it privately because. Like, I, I agree that there's an aspect of coming together and trying to build this thing. Part of the other reason is like almost everybody who has an analytics label is getting attacked by people who don't. So I generally like save that for the folks, even if I disagree with their methods. And there's plenty of people who, for whom I disagree with their methods. My issue is, my issues is like, I just don't, to me, I think like, Again, my issue is trying to argue in good faith and don't attack people, attack ideas. And I think for the, the majority of the time, when we get a, when we get issues on the other, when we get issues from the other side or whatever, of, of which I think I'm on that side. Like I try to do football all the time. Like that's like all my questions come from football people. But like when we get attacked there, it's almost all ad hominem, all almost all the time. I'm, oh, this guy just doesn't understand the game. I'm not saying you're not right. That's, my, that's the important thing to take away from this. Uh, one chance to win an ultimate game day feast, whether it's football success or financial success, our friends at Western and Southern can help you get started by asking the right questions. And you can do so on westernsouthern.com slash askchris, where you can ask our very own uh, friend and boss, Chris Collinsworth, about anything, whether it be Al or Mike on Sunday Night Football um, or something about your financial future. He will answer those questions on his podcast and on the Western and Southern Instagram feed. And when you ask that question, you'll be entered for a chance to win a fully catered $2,500 game day feast. That game happens to occur on February 13th, 2022. It'll be played in Los Angeles. You know what I'm talking about. Submit your questions at westernsouthern.com slash askchris. One more time, westernsouthern.com slash askchris. All right. Bears, Seahawks. Seahawks minus seven and a half. Wow. Uh, I'd Seahawks minus five and a half. I mean. Is that short? It's quit not, Justin Fields. It's not up yet. I mean, the Seahawks. Jeff Sherman. It is minus sev, seven. Seven. Sevy Ballesteros. You, you, the way you think about the Jets is how the market thinks about the Bears. Apparently. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess this makes sense. Um. But I kind of like the Bears. I mean, let's let's. Hey, kind of like the Bears. Justin Fields cover against the Vikings challenge tonight, all right? <laughs> I like like the Bears. I, 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 they're banged uh, up though. That's a good yeah. point. Uh, Steelers Chiefs. This is in Kansas City. I said Chiefs minus ten and a half. Um, what'd you say? I said Chiefs minus nine and a half. Oh, it really? is ten and a half on Pinnacle. So you want to bet the Steelers? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know if I can. I don't think I can Steelers. bet the Steelers. I, I I do think at some point the the, the you know the market is going to catch up to the Chiefs. Um, I believe if you look at, I believe if you look at the where where are they right now? They are five and zero the last five against mm -hmm. the spread. In fact, um, against opening line six and zero. Obviously, the Green Bay one open shorter. Um, so five and zero against the spread. Remember, they couldn't cover the spread to save their life. Yeah. Um, you know, end of last year, early this year. 
Um, I think the market will eventually catch up at some point. Broncos Raiders in Las Vegas. I have Raiders minus four and a half. Uh, I have Raiders minus two and a half. Oh, interesting. So you're a, you're a believer in Drew Locke and the and the Broncos. Uh, Vegas minus one. They agree with you. I guess I this is just more of me being higher on the Raiders. Um, I don't know though the the Teddy Bridgewater thing, whether it's Bridgewater or Locke. <laughs> the offense is just really Vegas, not good. Can you get one win? Can you get some one win? I mean, this is the win, though. It's against the Broncos. It's not going to be against the, the Browns. Browns. Sunday Night Football. Washington football team goes to no. Dallas to play the Cowboys. Would you have this one at? Nine and a half. I had eight and a half. Of course, I love the, the Washington football team. Um, Dallas minus 10. Okay. Well, I was right. All right. Closer. I don't think I'd take Washington though. Forget that nonsense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I have to. Washington's... Is Heineke playing tonight? Tomorrow night? Do we know? I don't know yet. Yeah. yeah but but... I, he's going to play in this game. I mean, maybe with Kyle Allen and Wally Pipsum or or uh, Garrett Gilbert, AAF legend. Garrett Gilbert. Monday Night Football is Dolphins Saints. I have Saints getting two and a half at home, but that was before. Taysom thrill tonight. Yeah, Saints by three and a half. So we're five, we're six points different than each other on this one. You have Saints laying points against Miami. Yeah, I'm right. Saints are favored by three. Do you want to take the Dolphins there then? Not particularly. Um... So okay, so we're all done with the slate here. Let's think, let's look at the games we actually want to agree upon here because we haven't we haven't agreed upon really anything. Titans are plus three now. No, we did agree on one thing. What? That you only make you only call people idiots who are idiots. I got I've gotten a few DMs already from friends. <laughs> yeah, friends. <laughs> I'm shocked. Actually, I, a, a person I really respect said I'm with George on this one. So I've been pushed back a little bit. Yeah. Um. I. <laughs> We're not we're not reopening that can of worms. I think I said a lot of I. I we're I, not reopening look, the can of worms. Look, maybe if I I gotta I gotta scope this. I I have I have I have not been nice to people who I later realized were very smart. I need to go I'm, to bed. I'm scoping this back. I'm <laughs> scoping this for like let's say a couple years. Like once I got more mature, okay. let's say. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. I. Um, what games do you like the most, Eric? We're not going to – we haven't agreed on anything here. Okay. Um, all right, let's tease something. Let's tease I, – I really do like the Colts-Bills teaser. So Okay, so Indy plus seven and a half. Bills plus seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I think Ravens as a teaser leg is also pretty interesting. Ooh, yeah, ball plus eight and a half. Um, I, I mean, look, you're either laying two with the Jets – or you're taking eight with the Jags. And I know you're not taking eight with the Jags. I have a moral obligation. You know this about me. I watch good football. Right? Yeah. I eat good food. You're, tell, you're talking about you watch every game you bet? What? You, no, I, I, I agree that they're correlated. I agree that there's some meat in the middle of that Venn games, diagram. But you don't games, have to watch the games you bet. The game will be on. I mean that's how, that's how the Sundays work. That's the but thing that game's going to be on regardless if we bet it. 
Like, I think it's just going to be floating around. Right. But when it comes on, I don't want to care about it. Okay. So you just say, I don't bet games I don't like. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, okay. You want to care about that game? Both teams are such garbage. Yeah, both teams were such garbage in Houston, Jacksonville, but the money was still green, George. Yeah, that game was over. That was way uh, past three. Okay. That was a huge market overreaction. It was. This is you convincing yourself that your son, who's been buying heroin for the past five years, is really going to turn the corner. This is the one. You, you have to. We can't bet on the Jets. Cannot bet on the Jets. It's impossible. Um, what else do you like? Um, unbelievable. Uh, okay, so here's here's a few sides I can get on. I can get on board with. Okay, so we also want to be able to write in our article some things to tease uh, or things that we like this week. I'll um, tell you this: Browns so, plus seven and a half. <clears throat> Browns. I'm sorry. What? Plus seven and a half. Where? Browns? Browns are minus three tonight against the Raiders. Yeah, I'm talking about week 16. And then the Browns are... Oh, I see. I'm thinking Bangs. Browns are are plus seven and a half against whom? Green Bay. Okay. All right. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. I think that's an interesting one. Um, Okay. Um, here's one, here's a couple legs I like from the next two days. Okay. Old Dominion. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Vikings minus a half. I know you're not teasing through the Wong there, the Wong leg, the seven, but, but I do think the Vikings win this game outright. Totals 44 and a half. You're getting a nice little piece of a teaser there, right? Hang a banner. Vikings are going to beat Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also getting Rams down to one. Now the issue with two, the both of these are that is that the COVID thing could, like if Kirk Cousins gets true. Kirk Cousins, you know, yeah, yeah, French kisses somebody with COVID and he gets COVID, it's it's over. So like those are maybe maybe we just lay off those because it's really just too much variance there. Um, so you like Cleveland? Um, let me. Do we like? Do, we don't like Detroit plus four and a half though, do we? It is our Falcons. And we do want to hedge with our preseason. Okay, Detroit plus four and a half. <laughs> Dan Campbell. The fighting Dan Campbell. I feel like the models are going to like the Falcons, though. Right? Of course they will. Um, they always like the Falcons. Uh, All right, here's the deal. Go to pff.com. Okay. Check out our article. It'll be up in the morning. We will hammer this out over Slack. Maybe in the Twitter DMs, too. You never know. We love you all. We thank you all for staying up and, and watching. Um, we appreciate you. Have a wonderful evening, morning. Enjoy the, f- the like extra three games of football, and we'll see you all Wednesday night. Peace. Go to you. <laughs>